everyone. Hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here with return guest. And at this point, guest who's probably in the lead for the most repeat appearances, Greg Fitzsimmons. Welcome back. That is an honor. And I'll tell you, every time I come back, I feel like we're closer to something. I don't know what it is. What are the options? Marriage, but we both have to dump our spouses. Right. That would be complicated. A tryst, T-R-Y-S-T. Sure. Okay, so marriage, tryst. Tryst would be more convenient because it doesn't involve separating. It doesn't involve, well, it potentially involves breaking people's hearts. I mean, we're heartbreakers, but I I'm say saying- trysts, tryst. If we can't one. cover up one <laughs> fucking tryst- Right. Well, definitely talking about it ahead of time on a podcast is- a good idea. Well, we can edit this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not this gold. Um, right. Okay. So a uh, 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 forbidden tryst that never... I, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be how I feel. Ap- Not how I feel. It's going to be what I say afterwards. That never should have happened. It can never happen again. Maybe that should be a podcast. A, know, one-off? a one-off? <laughs> a one-off. Um, a bonus episode. No, I think that uh, you've also got a three-way. Okay, we have Jeff. three. We have three. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I forgot about Jeff. No, Anal. there's a three-way with me, my wife, and you. And oh. then there's the with the what do they call it? The devil three-way. Is that with two guys? two guys and a girl? I didn't know that it had a name. The the lucky Pierre. Is that what it's called? <laughs> the lucky Pierre. That's something. That's hilarious. Um, there's that. Uh, there's having our spouses fuck. Which is a reverse tryst. Okay. Which is an Olympic move. Do you feel, do you feel, now upon coming to my house as many times as you haven't been on my show this many times, do you feel like we're just one step closer to our spouses hooking up? Have they met? I don't think so. No, I don't Wait, think they've met. But I, Daniel and I went to your oh, right. birthday party. Right, right, right. But why do I not remember meeting your wife? Um, maybe she was running around and Perhaps. wasn't really hostessing as. Well, as she should have. I didn't mean, I was not casting aspersions. I'm the worst host in the world, except for on the podcast. I'm just saying I don't recall actually meeting her. But I have, no. I've met her before. Well, you know, maybe she we- She and I could hook up. Maybe we have a four-way dinner one of these nights. Or would that ruin the vibe of the podcast? No, I think that'd be good. Okay. I think that'd be good. And then we'll find out what- Because, uh, you know, Ed, Mc- the- Ed McMahon and Johnny never hung out off the show. Really? Yeah. Is that why they were so good together? Some say. I don't think Johnny hung out with many people off the show. Have you had this happen where, and maybe this is just a function of being part of a podcast where there's a group of people, because I do my Thursday show where there's a panel of us, and I've done like different iterations of panel-y type things, where you think the thing that, you know, you know what this really needs? We need to all be super duper comfortable with each other. And that'll just and hang out in real life, and that'll just make it better. And then you hang out in real life, and the very next time you record, everyone's almost too comfortable and like talking all over each other. I agree. I think it's better to like I I have a friend who goes on Grinder, 
Okay. And he is has been hooking up with a guy who lives three doors down from him in Venice. And they see each other on Grinder Because, you know, with Grinder, a map pull, I don't know how it looks, but there's like, you can see where the other guy is on a map. Uh-huh. It pops up on GPS. So they, they first hooked up because they were like, the dots were practically on top of each other. As they were soon, soon after. Is it suggesting that all gay men care about is location and convenience, which would make sense, maybe? That, I mean, that's the essence of Grinder. Okay. And uh, and so they he went over to his apartment and they talked for about this is typical Grinder behavior. Okay. You barely small talk and then you get it on, mm-hmm. and then and then the him and the guy like put their clothes on and he just left, and this went on for years where they would see if each other was home hook up and like they didn't know anything about each other and it turns out i kind of like that i knew both of them really yes how because i used to live in that neighborhood they were both friends of mine there's and one of them i didn't know was gay so that is the one is that the one that did you know uh, I don't know how the guy who told me about it is not the one you're talking was about. the one I knew was gay. Right. And then he told me about the other guy yeah. who I knew pretty well. And I'd wondered because he's good looking guy, fashion sense, works in interior design. Um, I've all, had only seen him with guys, mm-hmm. but never fruity guys. And he's not fruity at all. You know, I have known a series of gay men. And by that, I mean two, but I feel like that's enough. Who they aren't. Is that Big Bang Theory? A series of gay men? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's going to be on CBS. Um, they don't, they're not stereotypically gay and they're not stereotypically, they just seem like, they're just dudes. Yeah. There's just nothing quote unquote gay seeming about them other than the fact that they are in relationships with men. Right. And I think, I think it, that's common. Well, I think it's difficult because um, I know couples where you usually get one of that and then you get one who's a little bit lighter in the loafers. Is that how we say it? I mean, probably not, but I know what you're saying. A little bit more like faggy. Is that? That, I feel I feel like you've, you, you, you steered into it, into the skid. Um, Why would you have to use that phrase? <laughs> I, and I made it worse. I think what you're saying is a little more feminine, feminine, effeminate, effeminate. Yeah, right. And and you know, I guess most straight guys are more comfortable with a guy who is, you know, you know, a more masculine gay guy. I'm the opposite. I fucking love fruity gay guys over the top. I like when they flirt with me. I like when the running gag is that they want to have sex with me, and you both laugh about it. Uh-huh. And then later on, you think, you know what? Somebody wants to fuck me. And that still feels good. I don't care if he's gay. He wants to have sex with me, Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm not thinking about how or what it would feel like. Mm-hmm. Just Are that I'm desired. Think, but would you, and I was just listening to your interview with Chelsea Handler. By the way, congratulations on all the amazing guests you've had on lately. Holy shit. I've been on a roll, Yeah, huh? Chelsea Handler, hmm? Macy Gray, Scott Ackerman, Brian Allison Wilson Rosen. from the Beach Boys. Wow. Brian Wilson. Yeah. Nick Russell Ackerman. Simmons. Look at you. Yeah. What's going on? Well, the fine people at Sirius, they booked the Sirius show, and then sometimes the guests will stay and do my mm. podcast. So that was a couple of the musical guests came through there. And then other ones just calling in favors, you know, bumping into somebody, 
bothering them? How much will you bother? Very extremely little. Like it really has like to- Like an email? It has to be, I mentioned I have a podcast. They express some interest that they would be in it and then I follow up hard. Mm-hmm. Follow up hard, like, like send them dates and then email them again if you don't hear back? Three times and then I'm, and then I'm out. In what, in what space of time? Six months. Oh, okay. So you're really and on this- And then I this, hate them. You're, yeah, yeah, of course. I really, really resent when somebody says they want to come on and then I make, uh, oh, what do you call it? Overture? Oh, overtures. And I, because I am not good at, I've never asked girls out. I'm not good at asking and being mm-hmm. in that vulnerable place. When I have to do it, it, it really bothers me when they uh, reject me. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question. And then we're getting back to you having sex with men. Um, here's my question. When you hit someone up about coming on the show for the first time, do you include potential dates for them to come on? Or no. do you do what I tend to do, which is, hey, let me know if you're interested. But that's a weird thing to it's do. It's a weird though, thing. It's two different approaches. You're never gonna they're never gonna say no, I'm not interested. You're just not going to hear back from them if they're not, I suspect. Or occasionally I'll get the like super friendly email, but the person's like, I'm crazy busy from now till whenever. Right. And then- Which is a soft no. Yes. And I don't regard it as a no. I'm like, oh, thanks so much for letting me know. I'll hit you, know, hit you back up and That's whenever. why I have the rule of three is usually if they say I'm, not, I'm doing a movie for the next two months, then I say, all right, I'll hit you up after that. And then I'll put it in my eye calendar, hit them up, send them another email. If they push me off again, I'll do one more, maybe mm-hmm. six months later, and then I gotta then I gotta walk away. Have you ever um, hated someone because their publicist said no? I've never asked a publicist. Really? They say no all the time, don't they? That's their job as publicists. No, but the question is because I am currently hating someone whose publicist said no and it was like i felt like i was doing a favor by even asking you on my show john ham <laughs> yes can you believe the nerve of, of that bitch. washed up yeah that washed up has been that fucking uh, car salesman has been never was yeah john who and i thought you know what i'm gonna give him a break yeah i'm gonna let him come on his publicist said no. That yeah. no, no it's someone you'd know who, i'll tell you who it is after the show you'd know who it is but he's not Super famous. He's a second banana on a TV show. He's a first banana on a second banana show. (laughs) (laughs) He's the lead banana on on a cable show. It's a streaming show. A streaming show. That's what. And he has a publicist who said no to you. Yes. Are you fucking kidding? Who is it? I can't. I don't. Oh my god. Well, I don't feel comfortable saying on air. Can you edit it out if she tells me right now? I can just write it down. All right, write it down. Mindy Cohn did that to me. No, Mindy Cohn is, she's my, she's my soul sister, just like Natalie and Tootie. You're looking for your glasses, aren't you? Can you read my writing? It sounds like a really famous, oh, I don't even know who that is. That's what I'm saying! I thought you misspelled it. No, here, the, here's the name of the show. This is, this is kind of torture to my listeners, probably. Oh, oh, you know yeah. I mean, I, I kind of know that show, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good show, except that it's hard for me to watch now because I'm irked at this person. Oh, no, that's the problem. And, uh, God, 
I mean, this leads us into a whole other thing. Right. I don't know if you want to take that left, I but I would do. very much like to return to you leaving a little cliffhanger out there about me having sex with men okay. and then going, uh, but first I want to talk. No, if you're going to bring up me having sex with men, let's fucking talk about it immediately. Because okay, okay, we'll what if right people only it. listen to your podcast <laughs> up to a certain minute? Okay. Oh, do you think they do? Is that, is that what you're suggesting? I'm doing a thing now with a guy at laughable.com. Mm-hmm. This guy named Ned. Great dude. Fantastic app. And I'm not, I have no vested interest. Actually, I do have a vested interest. Do you have now. a financial interest in it? Um, it is an app that you go to. And if somebody puts in Allison Rosen, not only will it pull up your own podcast, it will pull up every podcast you've ever been on. Those episodes, you can click any episode of any podcast you've ever been on. Plus, it has like a little bio of you. That's it clicks cool. to your tour dates. It's all, and it's got a really good player. Anyway, check that out. Um, but you know what minute they check out. Is but that you where can you tell oh. with that what minute it has a graph of all your listeners and when they stop. And when it's you do ads, info. when you do ads, it plummets. <laughs> and then when you finish the ad, it plummets back up again. Interesting. People fast forward yeah. through ads. Yeah. You shouldn't say that on your show. What if your advertisers here? They know. They, they know. Yeah, they know. Um, so anyway, what I was saying about all that was the thing with being annoyed with someone when their publicist says no is, did they ever even receive the request? Right. Or did the publicist just say no? I know based on, for the most part, my representation, I don't have a publicist though, but they send me even the, like, they send me most requests. Who I does? think my agent or manager. No. Oh. So I just assume everything does get passed to the person. Sure. I don't know. Okay, anyway, where I started heading with all that was I had just listened to um the I was listening to the beginning of the Chelsea Handler episode and you guys were talking about whether you're a top or a bottom. So you were saying you're flattered when men hit on you because someone wants to have sex with you, you don't imagine how it would go. And I was going to say you don't even think about whether you'd be top or bottom. Oh. I've never thought about that. I mean, obviously, being the guy using his penis seems like it would be the advantageous. Well, it's probably more familiar for you. Well, it's also, I don't know, if, do, do you do you ejaculate when somebody's in you? In your butt? I mean, I don't imagine. <laughs> That's, boy, You, I feel like considering how progressive you and I want to think we are, you'd think we would know the answer to this. I mean, I guess I you... don't know. I I want to say that both of them get off. I don't know. I mean, is it like a thing where because I think for straight guys, you just imagine that you close your eyes and you're you're in a, a warm hole and you're moving right. around and it feels pretty good. Probably a tight, tight warm hole. Yeah. And then receiving sounds like it would be like your worst nightmare. So you would have right. to just be clenching your teeth and waiting until it's your turn. But that's probably I'm sure not, not how it is. Probably not experience for no, gay men. No. They probably feel... Well, look, there's, gr- there's grinder sex and then there's relationship sex. And uh, I would imagine with relationship sex, it feels good to please your partner. You probably feel a uh, an intimacy on either end of it. But if it's grinder sex, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to ask my gay friends if, if, it, if it's pleasurable... To just receive. It's got to be. It's got to be. And I, I, by the way, in case people aren't listening to me on your 
the times I've been on your show and you on mine, which I feel like they really should for the whole picture. Go to Laughable and you can yeah, get both. Yeah, they really should. Um, but I've never had anal sex. I'm afraid of it. So I don't actually know. However, my I, I have to believe that the men who are into receiving, that is pleasurable for them. And also, I believe there is a thing called like topping by being a bottom, which is receiving but still being sort of the alpha. You mean, in other words, you're on top? No, I'm not. It's, it's not. Your... It's not a physics thing. Oh, uh... it's <laughs> it's a dyna- it's a power dynamics thing, right? Because you and I would think, oh, the one who's receiving is like in the passive, right? In the um, supplicant. Is that the right word? Supplicant. Is that is that a word, Jeff? Who's you've got the Google? Yeah, that's a word. Let's uh, find out if it's the right word. It's application hmm. in the subservient, maybe. In the beta position. Yeah. But I think I have read that actually that can be the dominant. Dominant and submissive is what I'm going for. In the submissive position. Right. I guess you're dominant in the sense that if I put my penis in something or somebody, it's out there and it can be clenched. The gentleman could Mm. clench his ass cheeks on me. Right. It could be bitten depending on what it's in. Maybe the guy toys with you a little bit. Maybe he gives you a couple little clenches. When you go in to let you know, I'm the alpha. I can I can grab this thing like a fucking baby's hand. Would that frighten you though, or would that turn you on? I would think that would. I think I feel like that's showing off. Yeah, that's the guy showing off. Right. Look, like put a walnut in when you're done. <laughs> if you want a snack. <laughs> a supplicant is someone who supplicates. Supplicate being. To ask humbly and earnestly. No. Oh, so that's not quite. That's not that would quite be the foreplay for a submissive. Yes. All right. So the thing, so I'm just going to make a list here. The things that we might be closest to would be marriage, tryst, reverse tryst, spouses. Yeah, that's the reverse. Spouses. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Reverse tryst. Three way times two because we could. Three to way the devil's one. times two. Or just having a po- our own podcast. Right. There's a lot of options. <laughs> podcast or dinner. Our dinner is another one. Yeah. Or, or like a friend. I mean, I say we have a friendship now, but like more of a, it's a pod based friendship now. Right. So we could have like a real life based friendship. Yeah. Nervous about that. That's the one you're most nervous about? I have intimacy things with friends. You know, like I feel like I have a bunch of friends now that I underserve. Mm. So I'm wary of creating more friends. Okay. Because I, w- I don't want to let you down. Like I, I don't feel like I ever let you down podcasting wise, nor you do you let me down. No, we're good that way. And if way. we made it a friendship, we could let each other down in the friendship and that might affect the podcasting right. relationship. Let's take friendship off the Take table. it off. <laughs> okay. How freeing was that? <laughs> That's so liberating. Oh, it's like we're not in LA. It's funny. Not making though. fake dinner plans. I know. I I agree with you though, and I don't know if maybe this is might be a pretentious thing to say. I don't know if this is an entertainer thing, but friendship is scary and sp- the notion of friendship, as warm and wonderful as it is when it happens. Just the idea of it is like 
it's just there's no boundaries to it. It can overtake you. It there's obligation. And, ah, versus a podcast, it's like the boundaries are so clear. It's so easy. And it's, it's timed. Yeah. It's recorded. Exactly. No, I just met a friend for lunch, my friend Cass, and I had not talked to her. She's a very dear friend. And just, I realized she goes away, she's an AD, so she goes and works on films, and sometimes I don't see her for, she can be gone for three months. And then I just realized, like, even when I have been around, we were at the same parties, but not connecting. I just called her, I said, let's have lunch. You know, let's just, me and you go to lunch. And so we did, and we just sat there, and, you know, within 30 seconds, it's that thing where you have no other thoughts in your head. And you're just in the moment mm-hmm. and everything so they say, you're like leaning in to hear. And, and it was, and like two hours went by like that. It was so great. And, you know, you just can't, there's very few things as valuable as that. You know, you've got your spouse, you got your kids and friends is right there. It's, it's not far off and it shouldn't be. And it's something I think people neglect in life is friendships. I definitely, I definitely feel like since getting married and, I don't, I don't, I feel like even before that though. Well, you've always I been d- more of a guy friend, haven't you? Um, and girlfriends? No, no. You would, you would, I always have had plenty of guy friends, but I would say that my female friendships have been closer. Yeah. And I actually think that the times of my life that I've had more friends who are guys, it's because maybe I didn't want that super intimate, super close female friendship. Mm. Um, because, I find with guys, it's just, it is easier and it is more casual, but it isn't that thing of like, I feel like you get me on. It's more of like, we're going to sit around and entertain each other as opposed to the female friendship thing of like, I feel like you get me on every level. Mm. Like there's so much. And this like very quickly, we can just talk about our deepest everything. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't have as nearly as many close friends these days as I did at different times in my life. When's the last time you went to lunch with a friend? I actually just went to lunch with three other women. Um, and it and it was great because it was like instantly we were all just talking about very real stuff. But that, but before that, it had probably been, a, I don't know how long it had been, like mm-hmm. a really long time. Yeah. Do you have fewer friends now than you used to? I just feel like I'm always out of step. I mean, I'm, I'm gone... Every other weekend doing stand-up. So I leave on a Thursday and I come back on a Sunday. A lot of times I'm going to the East Coast, so I come back and I'm I'm not only white, but I got to see my family. Got I want to see my family. I want to like reconnect to my mm-hmm. kids because once the school week starts, you know, you see them for 10 minutes in the morning and then there's soccer practice and surf practice. You don't necessarily spend that much time with them after school. So it's like family has to come first. Mm-hmm. And then what's left over are odd times. They're right. not times when everybody else is getting together. Everybody else is getting together Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm in town, I'll I'll go do spots in Hollywood. I usually ask for later spots. So I like everyone's always shocked. Like we'll we'll all like meet up for drinks, then go to dinner, and then all of a sudden it's like eleven thirty, and everyone's like, "I'm fucking tired. I'm going home." I'm like, all right, I'm heading to Hollywood to do spots for the next hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And is that the time you want to, or that's just the time that's most convenient for you? That's what's convenient. Yeah. I mean, if because during the week, I usually do spots at like 10 o'clock, 10.30. Right. That way I can have dinner with the family. They go to bed, and then I leave. And it's not too late so that I can still get up in the morning. Do that's the sweet spot. Do you enjoy doing these spots, or is it the comedy is a muscle thing, and you have to keep it keep I working I think it's out? both, but I love it. It's like... 
I think how most people feel about going to the bar to see their friends. Mm-hmm. There's that element of it, camaraderie. There's the element that I love writing new material and seeing if it works. There's the plus of having a room full of people shut the fuck up and listen to everything <laughs> you say for 15 minutes and give you, you this needy bastard. Yeah, it's like mainlining positive reinforcement right. from the audience. Um, there's not much money in it. It's really not for the money. And um, and there's the off chance that you're going to get some work out of it. Has your wife ever wanted you to um, perform less? No. Now, she makes it clear that she needs me a certain amount, and mm-hmm. then I work it I work it out. But she never says, you're working too much. I don't think she's ever said that. Right. You know, she's been a stay-at-home mom, and uh, I think we've been really clear on the traditional marriage thing, you know, that, that I'm the bread earner, and, and to do that these days, it's a lot. It's not like, yeah, you know, in the 50s it's where you could days, work 40 hours a week and then mom stays at home. Now it's like if only one person is going to work, they're going to work fucking hard. Right. So she gives me that leeway, and in turn, I am so, like, grateful and supportive for what she does. I try to, like... You know, little shit. Like, I just tell the kids every night, thank your mother for dinner. And, you know, uh, I'll talk to the kids when I know that they're wearing her down. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good rapport with my kids. So that, you know, when mo- mom gets the brunt of it, because she's dealing with more of the details, the driving and all that. And they can, if they can start to get rude and take her for granted, then I step in and I kind of, you know, just remind them of everything she does. And <clears throat> I did that with my daughter recently. And then my wife said that, they were driving home from school and my daughter said, Mom, why don't me and you go get our, our nails done this Aww. week? Just out of nowhere. I don't know where she thought of that. Yeah, so so I think it's just about like both people respecting what the other one does, but also allowing that you can have a traditional marriage, that the whole equal partner thing is great if that happens to be the lifestyle you guys chose. But if it's traditional, then um, there's nothing antiquated or chauvinistic about that Mm. shut the fuck up and make dinner (laughs) bitch bitch well it's interesting um so daniel and i both work Mm. but he has an office job and i have the podcast but we're pretty like equal in terms of how much you make basically yeah i mean there have there have been times that each of us have made more than the other Mm. um but for the most part we i would say we're we're kind of on the same level and I've been thinking a lot with this with this baby coming. In fact, I just mentioned this on the on the Thursday show. So he's going to come home when he goes. He I don't know how much time he's going to take off. But he's going to take off a little bit of time. Um, well, like a month. I think that's the most he gets off. Actually, yeah. um, I don't know if he's going to take all of that. I hope. What did you do? Well, I know that you don't have an you're not an office job person. My son, I probably took a month off, but then I worked too hard that year because I panicked and I felt like I should take all the work I can get because now right. we have another mouth to feed, right. and that was a mistake. So, um, my daughter, I started on Ellen. I got hired on Ellen the week my daughter was born, so I couldn't take any time off, you know, and that turned into a two year job. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't on the road, so right. so I was able to be home more but i didn't get that break before it did you did that freak your wife out or was was she okay with that she loved that i had a job yeah she would prefer that i just write for a living Mm -hmm. and uh 
you know, and I I understand that it's a better lifestyle, right? But um, it's not what I love, and, and you know, I I'm lucky enough to have found something that I'm passionate about, and I love I like to write, but mm. I I love to do stand up, right? Well, I guess considering that's the second kid. Because I, I have this, like, it's the first kid. I'm freaking out a little bit. I need Daniel actually here because I don't know how this is all going to work. Yeah. But I guess with the second kid, I could see it being less daunting, the idea of, like, the other person is going to be out of the house for X amount of hours during the day at the very beginning because that's freaking me out. But he will be here. But I'm just envisioning him going to work all day, coming home me having taken care of the baby all day and then being like, Oh good, here's the baby. I need to do whatever. And he, and that being hard on him because he just worked an entire day. And now I'm saying you take over. This is Los Angeles. There are a lot of illegal immigrants and <laughs> you got to fo- pull one of them into the fold. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. That's the first advice I give to people with babies. D- I'm kidding get about illegal. illegal, but get, get help. help. If you don't have a parent nearby, yeah. Spend whatever you have in the bank and get somebody for the first six months to be here and give you uh, two two days a week, bring somebody in. So you can go out, mm-hmm. you can uh, do whatever, hang out with a friend, right. go to Barnes and Noble and read books, Take or even shit. stay in the house, stay in the other room and let them go out, whatever. But just get in your two days and then- um, Even like right away you would recommend that? Absolutely. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but maybe. Well, not right. If he's home for a month, you don't need yeah. it. Cause you no, have- but it just, I just can't imagine. First of all, I can't imagine getting my shit together enough to have found this person. Mm. Probably by Home Depot, right? And, and they can like build a, a shelf <laughs> while they're watching the baby. So, th- And also, the I-, I can't imagine handing my tiny newborn to someone I don't know that well and being like, you take him. No, you I'm need a referral. Noble. We yes. got so, we got somebody from a dear friend whose child had basically started school and she wasn't needed anymore. Oh, that's a good so idea. We got I need her. a I need a I need a hand me down. Yeah. I'll put the out some off. put out some feelers now okay. because the thing is you you have to then take care of them. Like the woman who worked for us, we found somebody else for her when our kids got older. And oh, she still good. actually you rehomed her. She still cleans our house every other week, but we rehomed her. Okay, this is a good idea. But this is something that was on my radar at one point. Like in the third trimester, that's when you should begin interviewing people if you think you wanna. And there's all these names that I don't know. Like there's a nanny, or there's a mommy's helper, or there's a a night nurse, or a blah blah blah. Like, and I don't even I sort of know the difference, but I don't know. But that's when you should begin interviewing them. But uh, my head can only hold so much. And right now it's filled with car seats and strollers. Mm. And I Are you guess, having a shower? Yes. So you'll get that shit, won't you? Yes. Yeah. But I, had, but I put it on the registry and there's a thousand off. For every single thing on the registry, there were like a thousand decisions oh, I had to make. Right. I mean, this is not... I don't mean to actually be bitching about it. It's a... I, I'm excited to be in this position. I'm just saying... There's a lot of stuff that feels so important to make this decision versus this decision. Yeah. And, you know, but um, you know what? You should give your good friends and maybe even the woman that you're talking about who took care of your children. And Harry's I, I Racers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's Razors. Are you familiar with Harry's? 
I'm not kidding you. I have a drawer full of Harry's razors. They uh, they started out as a sponsor on Mm -hmm. my show, and they no longer are a sponsor. However, I continue. I started up my own membership. Uh, because I like Look Harry's razors so much. Yeah, They're they don't so... love me as much as I love them. Well, lucky for me, they love me. Yeah, and I love them. Well, you're Harry, Harrier, Harrier. You're well, Harrier. I mean, it's spelled H A R R Y apostrophe S. But I wonder. You know, I think it it's got both meanings, and it's true. I am Harrier, particularly right now. Yeah, I'm we've real Harry. Yeah, but what makes a great gift is Harry's limited edition winter Winston set. Mm-hmm. It feels special, but it's practical. You have a beautiful unboxing experience. So if you have a drawer full of Harry's razors, have you received like the special kits that come in the fancy boxes? Of course. You've got uh, bombs in there. Yeah. You've got the, the razor shave stuff. Well, here's what comes in the winter Winston shaving set, a midnight blue chrome razor handle, which you can get engraved with initials. Ideally, the initials of the person that you're giving it to, but you can choose from all 26 initials. Put BC for Bill Cosby, whatever. Whatever you want. Three of Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges. That's 15, that's 15 blades altogether. I mean, it's, it's in three cartridges, but I'm yeah. just saying, they, if they're five blades each, that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel that smells amazing, a beautifully designed gift box. This is all for 30 bucks on harrys.com, H-A-R-Y-S.com. They also offer handles and sets starting at just $10 that would make great stocking stuffers. And as a special offer for fans of my show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off your order when you enter the code Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, at checkout. Free shipping ends on December 9th. So act now, you guys. Go to harrys.com right now to get a limited edition winter Winston shave set while supplies last. And don't forget to enter the code Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, at checkout for $5 off. That's harrys.com and enter the code Allison. Mm. Good read, Allison. Thanks. Yeah, solid. Now I see why Harry stays with you. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to pour salt in the wound. <sighs> Yeah, I did have a wound after I tried to use those shitty Harry razors. Side note, edit that out. There's look, there's ones I've lost as well along the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, fuck them. Look, it's a growing industry. I never, I never feel bad when I lose a sponsor for I the show because really you know it's a relationship, and both sides have to. It has to be working for. I've had sponsors. I've dropped sponsors because I've read stuff in the news about them being sleazy, and I didn't want to be associated with them, and I dropped them. Can you say who? Well, it involved betting, and oh, then, yeah. um, and so it has to work both ways. And also, I feel like we're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and. You know, the advertisers are just going to keep coming and they're going to come even more. And so, you know, I am so grateful to the ones that are here now, but I'm not worried about uh, the future. When you dropped this particular sponsor that you felt was um, not someone that you wanted to be uh, talking about because they were in the news for illegal betting things, was the company that was selling your ads okay with that? Oh, I'm sure they could give a shit. I mean, they advertise on so many podcasts. It's probably no. I mean, the company that was taking a cut of your oh ads no. When you told your no, they acted like it was totally cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and they've brought me products that I'd said no to out of the gate that I hadn't even started with. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like uh, they're respecting you, even though maybe they're not. 
Right. Right. There's another thing I would like to mention, which is, while we're talking about all this stuff, um, this is a great time to do all of your holiday shopping on Amazon. And if you're going to, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for your Amazon support. It means Bookmark the world. It. Bookmark it. Do it. It's an it's it's a no brainer. I've been using the phrase no brainer too many times. Yeah. And by the way, I already know later in the show there's something I'm going to refer to as a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and also, I am on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. It's sort of like Kickstarter. You can support podcast artists on an ongoing basis, different reward levels. There's bonus episodes, a live stream, uh, merchandise, all sorts of cool stuff. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. I'm back now. We're back. Um, so much to talk about mm. here. I know. So, so what's been going on since last time I talked with you? Thanksgiving happened. The election happened. Thanksgiving. Uh, we do a we do a thing. Yeah, you know, I live in Venice, where na- actually Penmar Pen- Mar Vista now, <clears throat> which is right next to Venice. But my neighborhood in Venice is very close. Like we had, we like from two blocks in any direction. I knew every single person, mm-hmm. and just somehow liked everybody. That's so nice. And it's just like everyone's in and out of each other's houses, dogs, kids. It's like paradise. I mean, you can't picture it in a city, especially Mm-mm. like a dirty city like Venice. No, it seems like the stuff of television shows, but not real it, life. Well, hopefully nobody makes a TV show out of it. But so. Thanksgiving, here's what we do, is I put on, for the last 12 years, I uh, I invite everybody to this field, and we play soccer. And it's literally, this year we had 16 against 16 people. And everybody brings a black and white t-shirt, mm-hmm. and then we split up into a black and white team. Um, not a lot of black people, so we have to bring the t-shirts. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we play soccer for like two, two and a half hours straight. Kids from ages like ten all the way up to you know someone who's sixty, mm-hmm. and we just play soccer. And it's is this fucking, like a good natured soccer game, or is it a really competitive? There's game? There's some Brits involved. Oh, well, and they get no nasty. Yeah. They will kick a f- screaming ball at a ten year old without <laughs> thinking twice about it. And uh, and then we do that, and then everybody goes back to their houses, eats dinner, and then we meet at Venice Beach at seven o'clock in the dark. And then we uh, that's usually like fifty or sixty people. Holding hands, screaming, running into the ocean, staying for you got to stay in for like ten minutes. Ride some waves, throw a football around. You all hold hands. We hold hands. That's and so scream. Venice. And then I'll show you a picture. And then we go uh, back to one of the houses has a hot tub and a uh-huh. ping pong table, and they make this giant pot full of uh, spiked apple cider, and everybody brings desserts, and we stay there till like midnight. And uh, it's like my favorite day of the year. This that sounds idyllic. It's idyllic. And you wait now. You organize this, or you? I organize the soccer part, and then my friend uh, Evan Dunsky, he he organized the um, he created Nurse, Nurse Jackie. Oh, he d- he did the beach part, and then we go back to the Malloy's house. What they do? Have a house. Okay, and and this is all generations of people screaming oh, and running into I'm who so is sorry. it? Who is it? Who is it? It's actually about a job I have to take. Okay, we'll keep this on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, Todd. This is my imitation of Greg Fitzsimmons. Hey, Todd, Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah, listen, um, me and Louis C.K. are got to do a little thing uh, tonight. And then the, the famous Tig Notaro, I'm hanging out with her later. And let me drop a few more names. Is it that bad? Is it that bad? No, you just, you just name drop Tig. I dropped Tig. No, it was just Tig. All right. Huh? It's just okay. Tig. 
Love her stand-up. Love her. Um, so cool. You want to do this? It'll be fun. Yeah, let's do it. I'm really excited. You know, I, I always love working with you, and this sounds like a fun project. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and Beth's going to come aboard, I think, too. Oh, great. All right, good. How much fun will the three of us have? Yeah, we're going to have a blast. So, all right. All right. So tomorrow I'm good. I just have to be gone for that one hour. No worries. You want to email me the address and we'll meet there? Yep. Okay, I love it. Cool. Thanks, buddy. See you. Bye. Here we go. What is this job? I got a writing job and uh, it starts tomorrow, apparently. There we go. You can't say anymore? No, it's fun. It's going to be, it's a pilot. So it's going to be uh, a bunch of comedians, and we get together. Uh, I, I, I'm producing on it, so mm-hmm. I just help produce the elements of putting that we put them in bad situations to do comedy in, like the worst scenario you could possibly do stand up. Oh, so this is not fiction? No, it's going to be uh, you know Bonnie McFarlane. Yes, I do. I know who that is. Elon Gold. No, and I forget who else. A couple other people. Elon, not Gold. Elon Gale. Gold. I know. He does impressions. Okay, then no. Yeah. I know Elon Gale, he produces The Bachelor. Right. But I don't actually know him. I just follow him on Twitter. So wait, yeah. who was this Todd? Todd Yasui, he's a big producer. He's a big TV mm. producer. He uh, he was on The Tonight Show forever. He got you an extra $100. How do we do that? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he got you up to that yeah. from 100 yeah. below. Right. But still. Now is that... Oh, you're just doing the pilot. Right. Gotcha. And Beth's coming aboard? Beth Sherman, great writer. Mm. Every single name that didn't have a last name, it was someone different in my head. Oh. Yeah. Beth Sherman's very funny. She's a comedian as well. Okay. Well, that sounds fun. Oh, and can you take out the money part? <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to ask that. Yeah. Should probably take that out. Yeah. Then yes. Um. Okay. So you have like a super perfect straight out of television show thanksgiving is there anyone in your family who doesn't enjoy this well my mom flies out Mm -hmm. you know my my people are all back in new york so my mom flies out and she spends a week with us she she loves it i mean she helps my wife cook and then uh we all go to the beach and she stays with my friend tom who's gay um who may or may not be involved in the previous grinder story (laughs) And they drink wine. They basically finish everybody's wine glasses all night <laughs> and whatever is left in the bottles. And they get annihilated. And then they meet us at the dessert party afterwards. They take an Uber over. And uh, and then they, they're the last ones to leave. I, I generally leave my mother behind. Not to belabor a point that my former employer likes to talk about a lot. However, this is sort of a topic of debate in my house now and something that because I'm pregnant, I think about a lot. Which is your favorite dessert? Pumpkin pie. Okay. Love pumpkin pie. My husband... Even bad pumpkin pie. Even like a store-bought pumpkin pie. I would have said that. Pumpkin pie, to me, is the go... That's where you start. Yeah. That's the... And possibly where you end. That's the go-to. However, for the last couple years, the pumpkin pies have really been disappointing. And it's not because there was anything... Well, I... Two years ago, there I don't know what there was like too much of some spice in it. These were store bought pies. Yeah, um, I feel like there was too much clove and not enough sugar or something. This yeah, last they, year, they, when they try to get fancy, yeah, keep it simple. But Daniel feels like pecan pie is better, and is surprised that everyone is. Um, it's too sweet. Has their tongue up pumpkin it's, it's, pie's butt. You know what? Pumpkin pie is creamy. 
It's got a sweetness to it. It's got a little saltiness to it. The crust, yeah, it just absorbs just the right amount of pumpkin sauce yeah. into it. If it's good, if that's it's good. what you hope. That's the platonic ideal. That's the homemade of pumpkin one, pie. Right. But you put a little whipped cream. Just it, it, it is such a perfect complement to it. Also, and you warm it up. Get the fuck out of here, pecan pie. We're in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Right as we record this, and my pumpkin pie. Oh, meter is is way in the red. There's a lot of metaphors happening here. I'm just saying yeah. I need. I have not. My pumpkin pie craving is at an all time high. Right. I I could eat more. Yeah. Now is that normal? Because I feel like you also get served pumpkin pie on Christmas. So maybe I'm right where I'm supposed to be. But I just feel like if everything had gone the way it was supposed to at Thanksgiving, then I wouldn't be feeling like like I didn't get the pumpkin pie I needed. The key to pumpkin pie is you gotta you gotta pace yourself. They're gonna try to give it to you mm. around Halloween. Even they'll start trying to push it. You gotta hold out, right? You gotta make it special on Thanksgiving. You should be eating maybe your second slice of pumpkin pie of the season. I bet. See, that was my first for me this year. Well, then that's even better. If you can hold out completely, yeah. that's amazing. But I feel like my first r- slice of actually good pumpkin pie will be on Christmas, God willing. Yeah. Because it was disappointing and right, kind of gross. Right. Did you build? That's why I feel like have one, get it out of the way. Don't build it up too much. You had too much pressure on your pumpkin pie. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. You got to and also empty the chamber first. Empty the chamber. Let it breathe a little bit. You know. Yeah. Also, with this dessert uh, get together, there are some people make fresh apple crumbles. Mm. There's ice cream. People make different kinds of cookies. There is a pecan pie. There's a chocolate what pie. What did you guys bring? Uh, what did we? Oh, cookies. My 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 daughter makes these. Um, what's the spice? Cinnamon. No. It's a leaf. Oregano. No. Sage. Rosemary. Rosemary. She makes rosemary cookies. Mmm. Really nice touch. But you know, the thing is, she makes them, and then everybody eats them, and then we show up with a plate. And you try to scatter them around the plate so it looks like it's more cookies than mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah. It's only four left. Like you're a cookie fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> All this talk of food is making me hungry. You know what would make an amazing gift for someone who likes to cook or likes to eat? Or a razor just... blade? Oh, boy. It's deja vu. Um, no, Omaha Steaks. Are you familiar with Omaha Steaks? I received a package from them. I received their family gift pack. Yeah. And it, no joke... Took me nine and a half hours to unbox all the things they sent me. Yeah, I'm, that might that might be. Um, that Why might not be just fanciful. send the cow and you take you about <laughs> that long? To- no, this is so much easier than than. First of all, they would have to send a cow, and they'd have to send a pig and a chicken and um, a lot of other stuff too. Because here's what comes in the. Well, wait, let me back up, Greg. If you're looking for the perfect gift, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how for only $49.99, you can get my family gift Wait, pack. Wait, Allison, you fucked up. No. You said I know. $49.95. No, it's, for, well, it's $49.99. But that can't be the It's price. too cheap for all this stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's an amazing deal. Wow. It's an Jesus. amazing deal. When you see how much food you get for $49.99, you'll be aghast. Mm. I... When I received it, I actually didn't know how much it cost. So then, when I found out the price, I was like, "What? Yeah, this because because you could easily charge 
triple that and it would seem appropriate. Yeah. For only forty nine ninety nine, you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter my code ROSEN in the search bar. That's 77% off. Um, this is a no-brainer for a gift. Hey. That's what I'm saying. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to my listeners. So listen to everything that you get for less than 50 bucks. Two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, <clears throat> four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, a 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus four additional kielbasa sausages free. That's eight sausages. It's so much food. I know. And it's, it's so substantial. It's such a good gift. And you know what? Omaha steaks is one of those things. There's only three things in America that you can count on for like the last 50 years. Triple A is fucking great. You call them, they come, they do it. Mm. Post office. I don't want to hear any complaints. No. You give them sense, and they bring shit directly to the door of somebody in a couple days. Exactly. And Omaha steaks. That's right. Over 500 gourmet gift ideas, highest quality cuts and ingredients. Are you familiar with umami, which is supposed of course. to be the fit? I, my, I, have, I have talked a lot about how I don't think it's a real thing. However, when I bit into that meatball, it was so like the depth of flavor made me say it made me a believer that umami might actually exist mm. it um for people who don't know umami is supposed to be the fifth taste profile right and mm-hmm. it means like savory and deep and meaty and uh, the meatball was the meatball was so good the kielbasa is good the potatoes the caramel apple tartlet it's, it's all so good go to omahasteaks.com enter my code rosen in the search bar add the family gift pack to your cart and get a 77 percent savings it's the gift guaranteed to be a hit Okay, so there's some news we could. We haven't even talked politics yet. Do we need to? I get, we don't really need to. I would love to not. Okay, we don't have to because I know I, you've been talking about it a lot on your show. I have not been talking about it as much on my show, but we don't have to. It's just the problem is that no matter how much I think I know about it, sometimes I'll listen back to a podcast that I was on talking politics, and I sound like an idiot. Hmm. And. I think it's just because you hear everybody else say it. That you're an idiot? <laughs> I can't tell if you're... I guess you're not laughing. You're dying. Here's the thing. Um, something happened on election day. Yeah. That we can't take back. Right. And fun behind-the-scenes story for the listeners that Greg already knows. I went about my biz on that day, went to a birthing class at the hospital... Uh, check Twitter a little bit. And then I, Greg, you called me about something else and you said, so this is good news. I know, cause I know you're probably bummed because Trump is winning. And I thought you were joking. Mm. That's the first I heard of it. I had yeah. no idea. Cause I just like so many other people was like, Oh, it's in the bag for Hillary. Uh, so you're the, I should shoot you. You were the messenger. Well, put it this way. If you're, Still thinking about abortion, do it now because you're not going to be able to pretty soon. Like even, January, if, even if you're not pregnant? Wait, what's your due date? Oh, oh me, yeah. personally. I see. February your, 4th. I oh, think I'm going to January have a, 20th. So yeah. you'll only have about two weeks. Right. You, you can't abort in the last two weeks, I guess is what I'm saying. 
Because but this day he gets in abortion, it's a lot of pressure. Illegal, right? It is a lot of pressure. Yeah. So think on that. I didn't know you meant me. I thought you meant just women out there get an in abortion. General, yeah, just get one like prophylactically. Yeah, if you haven't had one, you want to be a part. You want to be able to tell your grandkids someday, I had a legal abortion. You it, do. It's the kind of thing you want to yeah. share with your yeah. It's a memory. Um, do you know that abortion rates are down to the lowest they've ever been? Since they legalized abortion in 1975? I did not know that. Yeah, something like, I forget the numbers, but it's still fairly high. It's still like 50 out of 1,000 or something, women? No, more than that. A lot of women. I know. I've, I have never had one. I had never been pregnant till now, um, but I do know a lot of women who've had them. There's just a woman in the news who... Uh, She's she's being uh, sentenced right now. She performed an abortion on herself with a wire hanger. Ugh, what, where was she? Um, somewhere in the south. And they uh, they the baby was then delivered prematurely at a pound and a half. Oh my god! And so saved. she so she wasn't good at performing this abortion. Basically, she botched it. It was a homemade botched abortion. I mean, really, when you hear of someone giving themselves an abortion with a with a wire hanger, what could go wrong? Can you look up what on could YouTube? go right? Can you look up on YouTube how to do it? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, everything's on YouTube. Yes. I mean, all you got to do is go to one of those Christian sites, which tries to show you right how horrible an abortion is. That makes me and sad. just follow it like a DIY video. It makes me sad that she couldn't find a friend to do this for her. I know. That sounds so awful. Yeah. I and I'm not even thinking about the the fetus part. I'm thinking. About sticking a wire hanger up there and trying to like, there's so much you could you could really fuck things up. You could get a yeast infection. <laughs> you don't clean it first. Yeah. You get a UTI. Yeah, uh, and your clothes would be wrinkled because where where are they going to hang? <laughs> um. So she was fairly far along when she tried to do this. Then twenty two weeks something. <sighs> yeah. Ladies, if you're going to give yourself an, an abortion with a wire hanger, do it earlier. Well, that's the thing is that this may be a reality. I mean, if if they they appoint right. a Supreme Court justice who is pro-life, which they most likely will, yeah. they could overturn Roe v. Wade. And within, you know, I don't know how, it'd probably take a while, all the appeals and whatever. Right. Well, see, I said, so I just had, do you know Throwing Shade? No. You heard of that podcast? It's it's really, it's really Black funny. people? No. Mm-mm. Um, Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi host it. And I just had them on my podcast and they're much more abreast of politics. And I was saying that I just assume with the Trump presidency, reproductive rights are all gone. Like, yeah. They're just all gone. Uh, they will be all gone. But Aaron was saying it's, she was explaining sort of the, how it, how it could all work and go down. And it's, it's not going to be that instant. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. There's a lot of appeals. Yeah. There's right. It well, can't first just it has be to like, be challenged. Somebody has to, somebody has to challenge the law on a local level and then it has to go to a state Supreme court. Then it has to go to the Supreme court. See, you know stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, it's a scary thing to think that women will have to go to Mexico to, uh, get their abortions. You know, that's what they used to do. Yeah. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's unsafe and it's fucked up. Although if you think about it, Trump wants to get rid of all the illegal aliens, get them pregnant, 
and then they'll all go back to Mexico to get their abortions, mm. and then you fucking build the wall really quick. <laughs> do you me. think he... Oh, see, here we are talking about politics a little bit, but do you think he personally gives a flying fuck about abortion? I really don't think so. I don't think he cares in the least. As a that matter anything. of fact, I would bet my last dollar that he has bankrolled at least three abortions yeah. in his life. Oh, I feel like probably more than yes. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear the news song because it's fun. And then I'll tell you what news stories I pulled. And you can tell me if you want to talk about any of that. I love it. Given that you don't want to talk about politics, none of them might work. It's the news with Allison. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. All right. And again, we don't have to talk about any of these. We can go straight right. into questions people sent in on Twitter. Okay. Um, one's not even a news story. It's more just a question I had, which is Trump's crazy behavior on Twitter. Is he just essentially having a meltdown? Or is this, is he being like real savvy and it is to draw attention away from uh, all the stories about his conflicts of interest. There's one option. Hang on. Here okay. are all of them. Uh, Delta Airlines banning disruptive Donald Trump supporter for life. Have you seen that video? Saw that. Uh, or the Ohio State rampage, which w- active shooter situation is what was tweeted. However, it was really a guy with a knife. Although they I, I'm him. not familiar with that story whatsoever. So I'm going to cancel that one okay. out right away. And I'm going to go to the Trump. Even though I don't want to talk politics, I think you bring up a good point. With the with the tweeting being a, a diversion, yeah. What's surprising to me is that it seemed like he got intimidated. Like as soon as he went and visited Obama in the White House, there's mm-hmm. those pictures of him with like looking phased, looking like holy shit, what did I just sign up for? Right. So I felt like there was a pullback from his Twitter account for a little while, like where he was just going right. like. All right, I don't want to rock any boats. I got a lot on my plate now. Yeah. I don't want to stir anything up. So I was actually surprised to see him go back on the offensive with his tweeting recently. Mm-hmm. And it's ins- uh, it seems insane. Well, it seems insane. But what he is did tweeting. people say that about FDR when he started the fireside when he chats? Started tweeting. Remember the fireside chats yes, with yes. Roosevelt? You I know, didn't people know that thought those it was, were thought that was in, people thought that was insane. Well, I think they thought it was maybe that a president shouldn't be as intimate uh-huh. and you know and it was the original tweets I you guess know so, yeah. whenever he felt like talking to the nation he just fucking pulled a fireside chat together right. and it was very effective for him he got a, he got a lot of uh his uh you know um agenda accomplished but the content of those chats wasn't saying that people who burn the flag should lose their citizenship right. or be put in jail or bitching about hamilton well he seems to be going after the constitution at every turn mm. you know i mean you can't it's it it's in there's nothing in the constitution saying you can't burn a flag. Right. As a matter of fact, the opposite. He seems to be again, I don't know if he's crazy or crazy like a fox, but he seems to be saying things that the left can't help but be enraged over and then that takes over the conversation. Yeah. It it goes on the front page above the fold on the New York Times and then like a little bit below you see all his business interests around the world. And I've heard right. people say, if you want to bring them down, don't focus on this stuff. Yeah. Focus on the 
follow focus on the things he's doing which are actually going to be impeachable the right. emoluments the the business stuff the illegal stuff and also the appointments that he's making right now need yeah. to be challenged because well, all you know, that's going to have stuff- a much bigger impact than whether or not he's this is fruitless he's not going to be able to imprison people for burning a flag right and this flag thing came on the heels of him saying and and see, every time he says something crazy, I get caught up in it too. And I'm like retweeting. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm, I feel like I'm like taking the bait again. Right, right. But that he tweeted, you know, that he would have won the popular vote if not for the millions of illegal votes. Yeah. And that made humongous news too. And, and it c- should have been just ignore it. It's just a tweet. It doesn't need to be addressed. What needs to be addressed that is it's a tweet by the president elect. Yeah, it's but insane. we gotta it's just insane. accept. We got it. Like I think you've nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, he is he is chump baiting us. Yeah. And what we need to do is say, you know, we let the if if we really are the liberal media, then let the liberal media get in step with each other and say. We are going to set the framework for how we're going to cover this president. Right. And we're going to cover constitutional issues. We're going to cover international issues. You know, what are, you know, what are his stances on, on, uh, you know, um, liberal, uh, issues that we feel are being threatened. You know, if there really is a liberal media. See, and I, I don't think there is. Oh, I no. just, there is no, there's a media that wants to make money. I used to be a huge defender of the media when I, when my day job was being a journalist and in general, when people would like bitch about the media, I would defend the media. That being said, fuck the media for how they have covered Donald Trump for how I feel like in general, they've been kind of a Donald Trump apologist. This, this pressure to have equal time legitimized this, a lot of craziness. And I feel like, like, I love what you're saying. The idea of them being like, let's cover the actual issues, but he does something crazy and sensational. They cover it and make it the the conversation. And yep. So you have to go to other sources to find out what's really going on. Well, I mean, I guess actually the New York Times and the Washington Post are covering the other stuff, but it's not. It's not. It's getting lost. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, some of his appointees. This woman who's going to take over the schools, and she's a voucher person, right? Uh, Devos, 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 and she was in charge of Michigan which was the biggest charter school debacle in the country. She lowered the test scores. Yeah. And she was run out. She was a complete failure. And she's being appointed. Meanwhile, she's like worth $5 billion. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of money. There's a there's lot. Everyone every, he is appointing is worth. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. He's that should that should not. be scaring people right. because this is the guy who came in as the populist hero and he's gonna- that's insane to me that he was able to convince people that he's a populist hero. Even people pointed out his mannerisms, like the way he like pinches at the air, yeah. are all such boarding school rich boy yeah. mannerisms. Yeah. How is he seen as a man of the people? Right. His house is gold. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Enough politics. Okay. Well, let's take some questions that people sent in. Wait, what over- was the, do you want to do the other story or you just want to do Oh, questions? well, the Delta That's Airlines. That's another one. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's it's Trumpy another again. Um, let's uh, take some questions that people sent in over mm. Twitter. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Lee Bruns would like to know, still driving the Prius? I am. And, 
you know, my son is learning to drive now, so he's learning on a Prius, which I think is fantastic because I learned on a 68 Cougar, which was a V8 with a four barrel. And when I stepped on the gas, my balls rumbled. <laughs> and my whole association with driving was scaring Speed. myself and others. Yeah, my first... My first drive was in a Nova with a 350 with a four barrel. Nice. Yeah. And I, the same thing, step on the gas, car went all over the place. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And those Novas, the, the steering was so loose. Yeah. It would be like you would turn the wheel a half an inch before it actually caught <laughs> onto the yeah. tie rods and the started boat. turning the wheels. Mm-hmm. And so the Prius is really just about driving safely. It's really, there's no fun. Mm-hmm. There's no joy. It's transportation. And so I'm thinking, you know, he was asking me about what kind of car, what kind of car I'm going to buy him when he when he gets his license because he's got his learner's permit right mm. now. And I just started laughing, like, you live in a city. We have fucking trains and buses. You can you can get an Uber in seconds. You've got friends with cars. You've got a mother who doesn't work. What the fuck do you need a car for? Plus, I'm on the road half the time. Right. You get my car. Your, your car. So his his first car is going to be a, a Prius. Prius, half a Prius. Do his friends get cars when they turn 16? Um, I went to a high school where a lot of little shits got cars for their birthday. I did not get one. I had to buy one. I don't know yet because he's just turned 16, so his friends are just turning 16. We'll see, see what it. happens the next year. But, you know, it's, it's amazing how you got uh, – he's got friends who – I know their parents. I know what they do for a living. I know the house they live in. I don't, they don't have any fucking money. Mm. And they're always like going to Mammoth for 10 days to ski at Christmas, and then in the spring they're going to fucking – you know, Chile, and it's like, and and their kids end up with cars, and you go like, have you guys heard of a thing called college? Yeah. That's 65 grand a year? I don't think people think about it. Hold up. College is 65, 65 grand a year? 65 grand a year. Wait, what colleges? That's cheap compared to Seriously? NYU or BU. It's more with housing wow. and food and housing. Sixty-five grand is about in my day. No, I actually don't know what it was in my day. My look day up the national average, Jeff. Wow, tell me what it is. For so God's does everyone sake. just get scholarships? Because how can anyone afford there's, that? There's there is scholarship money, and there are huge student loans that are going to dog right. kids for the rest of their lives. That sucks. Yeah, and the rates are, you know, they they jack up the rates as as you get older. Yeah, what is it? What does a kid make out of college these days? Forty grand, if if that. I my. I You're going to pay off 200000 Right. I remember one of my magazine jobs paid thirty five, and I was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really. I wasn't that excited. Well, I had come from job from magazine jobs that had paid in the 20s. Well, so, magazines never very high paying. No. Well, it depends. You can get – some of them are – I mean, I think I probably got up to like 50s, 60s mm. as I went up the masthead, but – um. And some, it depends. Some magazine jobs pay like closer to six figures, depending on, this was a weekly that didn't have a ton of money. Do you write anymore? A bit. Not a ton. Like some Um, blogs? Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. But I um, I occasionally do interviews for Bon Appetit. Uh, By the way, I don't know whether it's Bon Appetit or Bon Appetit, so I kind of split the difference on that one. Um, And I'm working on a book proposal. And then I actually have, so I had a column and um every week oh shit i'm so who's this let's see hello hi is it greg yeah hey greg this is uh, dan calling from a smith and company got your uh, name from name and info from uh todd oh great uh, 
Hey, how's it going, man? It's good. Good. Uh, so I, I was just speaking with Todd. He let me know he'd like you to join our uh, our presentation uh, staff for uh, Ambush Comedy. Fantastic. Uh, and, he'd like, and then he'd like you to start tomorrow. Okay. Um, so uh, I just wanted to call and say hello. I love it. Good. <laughs> Perfect. So this is what I'm going to do. Uh, uh, Greg, I'm going to send you an email with the address for tomorrow, you know, who you'll check in with, uh, the breakdown of the dates that Todd gave me. And if you have any questions or, or concerns, this is my cell. I'll, I'll put that in the email as well. Great. Uh, and where, where are you located? Where are we going? We're, lo- we're located in Toluca Lake, <sighs> um, off of Cahuenga. All right. Right near Universal. Yeah, I live in uh, Venice. And and I'm actually working out of a satellite office, so I won't uh, meet you in person tomorrow, but I'll be back over at the main office next week. So you're out in space. Uh, I No, we actually have uh, another office Comedy in show. Burbank. Right. Yeah, they, we've got two, because why, why, have, why have one when you can have two small ones um, and be spread out all the time? But yeah, no, so I'm, I'm going to be working a little bit, uh, a little bit down the way uh, for the rest of this week. But I'll, uh, I'll get to meet you in person uh, next week. Uh, but I do have people uh, here that'll you know show you to your uh, to your desk, get you keys and parking and all that Great. stuff, and that'll all be in the email as well. So okay, you'll, you'll terrific. Know where to go and what to do when you when you land. All right. Well, thank you very much. All righty. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. I look forward to meeting you. Bye bye. Jesus. He didn't get your joke. That's a bad sign, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he just works in the satellite office. Mm. Like, what's his role in this? Maybe he's not the funny guy. I mean, he's the he's the numbers guy. He's going to collect my my you know signature on the contract and all that stuff. Right. All right. Um. All right. The great one. Oh, college fees. I'm seeing a bunch of different numbers, but the lowest that I'm seeing is twenty four thousand. That's in state. That's for in state. Um, a moderate private college. I'm seeing forty-seven thousand a year. That including housing? Yeah, including housing. So I'm seeing other things. They're seeing like thirty-six, thirty-seven. I mean, even no, but look up look up look up Boston University. Okay. I mean, you've got that echelon of like George Washington University, BU, the Ivy League schools. You know, the ones you want to go to. Right. How does anyone afford it? Those are all like sixty-five, seventy. Jesus. Yeah. Not to mention, if your kid's going to school across the country, you're flying in and staying in a hotel yeah. in the most expensive cities in the and country. they're flying back. They're flying back and forth. Boston University, total annual cost. What's your number, Greg? I said 65. I'm going to guess 101. 66,789. There you go. My alma mater. Wow. Tuition alone is 484. Yeah, then they're flying back and forth. You're, you go, you want to take your, your son and his friends out to dinner? There's 250 You think those fucking assholes are kicking in for tip? No. So that's 255 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, so you had great service. Yeah. Um, okay, the great one says, what's the last movie you saw in a theater? Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I just went to see... Um, what is it called? Uh, Moana? No. <laughs> um, that's that's it. I that's all I can offer. I just saw th- I saw two movies the weekend Trump was elected, and I can't remember either one of them. I think I was just I wanted to be in a dark place, right. not thinking for two hours. 
I don't even know what's out right now, even though I feel like there's something that I wanted to see. I just saw a really good movie on Netflix that I highly recommend. I found it on one of those sites, um, the 25 movies you you haven't seen on Netflix that you should. What was it? It was called um, something 12, uh, Short Term term 12. I have not heard of it. It's about some kids that live in short term, like a juvie hall, kind of Mm -hmm. for mental patients. And uh, it's just so beautiful. It's such a beautiful little movie. I'll, I will watch it. Yeah. You still don't watch Westworld, do you? Do you get no. HBO? No, my wife is pushing for it. She wants it's the whole family to watch so... it. My kids can watch it, right? Yes. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. How old are they again? Uh, 13 and 16. It's got it's got violence. Does and... it have sex scenes? Yes. I'm out. Not watching that with my kids. Um, Nothing yeah, more awkward right. than a sex scene coming on with your 13-year-old daughter in the room. There's not a ton of sex scenes. There's some rape um, that you don't actually see, but you know it's happening. But there are, yeah, there's there's occasional sex scenes. Mm. Um, it's so good, though. Yeah. I also really enjoyed Search Party on TBS, which I just binged. I see. I don't have time to watch shit, so I got to be really selective. Like I Westworld, then. Yeah, Westworld is the one we're going to go with. Okay. Um, let's see here. Jason Boggess says, ask him when he's going to do a show at Wise Guys Utah. Oh, I did a show there once, one night. And uh, man, did I love that little club, love that town. But it was an off night and uh, the Fitz dog didn't draw a crowd. Not going to lie to you. It was a light in Salt Lake City. Hmm. So I want to go back, especially since you can work there and you can ski. I mean, Salt Lake City to world-class skiing is about 25 minutes. So I could ski all day, tell jokes at night, and still throw a move on the wife. Bring bring the wife with me. I didn't know you ski. Oh, yeah, I love to ski. Are you really good? Yeah. Grew up on a ski slope. Huh. Have you ever snowboarded? I didn't grow up on a ski slope. Um, no, I have not. You, you've not been curious to try it? No, I feel like, you know, my body is uh, just... It's like it, it's like that 66 Nova that you learned to drive. Right now, it's probably held together by some tape and some wires, mm-hmm. and you don't want to take it down the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's born in 66. I tried snowboarding once, um, and it was miserable. I didn't like yeah, it at all. Listen, I'm not at the point where skiing's boring for me. I still no, like skiing. it's not. You know what is coming back is skiing. Like I was just talking to my son, and he said everybody's skiing now. And my my son's friend just moved to Aspen, and he says all the Aspen kids ski instead of snowboard. Good. Yeah. No offense to snowboarders, but you scare the shit out of me when I'm. And I, by the way, I don't ski very often. But the times that I do, when there's snowboarders being past me, it makes me nervous i also think you don't take in your surroundings the same when you're snowboarding when you're afraid of seem like you're looking straight yeah. down yep when you're skiing you're looking straight ahead you're ch- you're taking it all in and you also feel like you're flying you feel like you're flying not surfing or remember those know. ads when i eat a york peppermint patty yes. it's like a cool breeze right. is wafting through my ski pants i do have you ever done a commercial yes what for what well let me tell you a little story when I was 29 years old, I was getting ready to move to Los Angeles from New York City, and I got a call from my agent who said, uh, hey, you just got 
you just got an offer on a commercial. Oh, wow. You didn't even audition. Didn't audition. Wow. They'd seen me do stand-up, like my look, and they said it's a, uh, it's a series. Of commercials? Of commercials. Ooh, nice. And I'm moving to LA. I need the money bad. And I go, what is it? And he said, Rogaine. And I said, <laughs> whoa, wait a minute. I'm not losing my hair. I was about where Jeff is right now. Maybe a little more than what Jeff has. With the barely plausible comb over right. where you were? <laughs> I had definitely. no, I had more than Jeff. I, I really didn't think I was losing my hair. You know, I was in denial. Mm-hmm. So my agent goes, Well, <laughs> look, like I'm not look. here to judge your hairline. I'm just telling you they offered you the, the Rogaine ad. Right. And I said, I don't know, I gotta think about this because I'm about to move to LA. I'm gonna be an actor, you know? I'm going out for pilot season and this is gonna be movie roles and I don't I don't wanna be typecast you as be the Rogaine, Rogaine guy. guy. Yeah. You know, that can't be good for my career. And it's <laughs> embarrassing. And I said, Let me think about it. So I go home, I'm telling my girlfriend now wife and you know, we're hashing it out. She goes, Well, you know, we get health you'll get health insurance, you'll make enough money, we'll have health insurance and you know, this fucking move is gonna cost a lot more. Blah, blah. And I call my agent. I go, how much are they going to play this thing? He goes, they they said it's just going to run on like the ESPN three. It'll be like fucking lawn bowling and whatever. <laughs> and so he told me the money. It was a lot of money. And like was, how much? I think it was sixty five thousand for the opening run, and then they you then you got residuals wow. on top of it. So I said, all right, you know, fuck it, I'll do it. So I record them, and it was they were really embarrassing. Like I like I, I'm standing there, and it was about the new the it was about the doctors. Four out of five doctors recommend it. And it was me looking at a bottle in the pharmacy. And it, and it, it goes from my forehead to the bottle to my face. And I go, four out of five, I like my chances. I feel like I've seen this. So I, yeah. Or, well, they, ha- or they kept doing that. Well, so anyway, I figured, all right, fuck it. It's going to be ESPN4. How about March Madness? Every fucking game on CBS ESPN one and it's all of a sudden I'm walking down the street and guys are seeing me. Yeah. They're going, Hey, I like my chances. <laughs> Friends are calling me guys. I hadn't heard from in 10 years yeah. are calling to bust my balls. <laughs> and they sent me a, uh, it was supposed a to be a lifetime supply. Uh-huh. And so I would rub it into my hair and, uh, you know, I, all I got was like a little baby fuzz mm. kind of like real hair doesn't really grow. And then I got it. And then it would get all over your pillowcase, and your pillowcase would look like it was tie-dyed after a yeah. few days. And my wife didn't want me cuddling with her because she didn't want hair growing on her neck and shoulder. <laughs> Does that happen? I no. Guess, but, well, I don't know. Maybe it could. Yeah. Maybe it could. I mean, I I don't want to besmirch the Rogaine name. Right. Does anyone even use Rogaine anymore? Or is it I all, think they do, actually. I just saw... Oh, is there a pill for it now? Well, the pill is for... Um, uh, what is that shit called? Uh... Propecia. Propecia. Right, because women aren't supposed to, pregnant women aren't supposed to touch it. If a it or pregnant something. woman even touches the pill, your child will be born deformed. Like, how selfish do you have to be? Right. Like, fuck them. <laughs> Look at this nice head of hair. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That your, your kid grows up, he's living in a fucking tank. I just read a tweet from someone saying that, mentioning Rogaine. So I think people still use it. Yeah. It's a lot of money, though. Meanwhile, they were probably about to get ready to come back to me for the the <laughs> after ad. Right. This is what happens when you stopped using the Rogaine we sent them. Yeah. Showing my pillow. Looks like a Jerry Garcia tour shirt. Do these commercials exist online anywhere? I have looked so hard because I've told my kids this story, and they are dying mm. to see this commercial. 
I'm madly searching YouTube. <laughs> I you were talking. No, you won't find it on there. I guess I could find out who the ad agency was. They must have it on file. Although after me besmirching Rogan, they may not give it to me. Well, maybe they won't hear this podcast. Right. Let's, not everybody heard this podcast. But everyone except them. Right. Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? You got that nice same beat on all of your jingles. Thank you. What do you call that? A two-two? Yeah, that one was a two-two. I'm so stuffed up right now. I do have scented candles burning, and it's like at some point in this podcast, my whole body became allergic to them, mm. and I really need to sniffle. Yet yeah, I need to pull a Trump, um, but I'm not doing it. And also, I just have to just just to let people know what's going on. Also, your phone is blowing up. Is this it's how it crazy. is for you all? Does your phone have ADD just like you? Did you get so stuck on the D? D's in there. I guess everyone. <laughs> if did you were hear typing, that. that would be a whole line I know. of D's. <laughs> My finger rested too for too long on the D key. <laughs> now you know if the Fitz dog just uh, booked some. I booked some tour dates, and I just booked a writing job today, and uh, quite a day for you. It's quite a day, or for the Fitz dog, as you I refer to Fitz yourself. dog had a slow fall. Good. Well, good for you. Yeah. Back you're, in you're shape. Back, back, right? Through, just before the holidays, Through the too. spring, too. Booked up. William Levi Walker says, just me or everyone, when a priest at a wedding asks if anyone objects, I fight the urge to yell out, she doesn't even go here. Mm. I don't think I've ever been at a wedding where that's happened, where they've asked if anyone objects, even though I've seen it on television a bazillion times. Yeah. Have you seen that? I well, you see it in movies. It's such a movie trope, right? You know. But at the same time, when you're sitting there and the priest leaves it out there, my favorite is the priest who gets it and then turns and looks at the crowd mm-hmm. and peers down his nose at everybody. Like, what? I dare you. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. The campy hammy. Yeah, priest. The campy canter. And uh, and if I I would go with the if they're gonna if they if I'm gonna do it, I'm doing this. Good <coughs> job. <laughs> go all the way yeah everyone likes people who make jokes at other people's weddings i can't believe i never have it just there's a point where it's not all about you and i guess maybe that's the point mm-hmm. but also don't you get your yucks out on stage yeah uh nina torino says was so condescending <laughs> it felt condescending my yucks i <laughs> 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 Don't you get your silly little sketches out on stage? <laughs> Nina Torino says, just me or everyone, really love the new keyboard click sounds on the iPhone. Makes typing fun. Okay, full disclosure, I have not updated my iPhone, even though it tells me that there's software that I can download and install like every four minutes. It's becoming very insistent. Every I think single day I say, do install later and remind me, me tomorrow. Yes. I've done that for two years, every oh, wow. single day. Because every time I, every time I refresh, it loses all my addresses yeah. or my calendar's fucked up. I mean, without exception, every time I've, I've done that, it screws me. Right. So I'm sorry, Apple. Stop. Because I feel like last night, I think it 
downloaded. I feel like it's just going to update at some point without my permission, regardless. Yeah. I feel like it's it's hit that point where it's like we're doing this. Right. I don't need your uh, what's the word for approval to something. Approval. Cons- your your approval consensus. No consent. Approval. Consent. That's the word I was going for. I, I yeah, I'm like it's a sexual. It, it can be used in a sexual way. So Let wait ask, for two years. You haven't, but everything works fine on your phone. It's fine. Okay. I don't need clicks when I tap. I I, I I like it the way it is. But I feel like eventually the reason I buckle is because shit starts not quite working. And yeah. Then I'm like oh. Right. They got me right where they well, want me. Right. And if you get a new phone and you want to sync up your old phone to your new phone, then they make you do it then. And that's when yeah. things always fuck up. Yep. Always. Um, let me ask you this. Cyber Monday sucks people in. Did you do it? Did you fall for it? You did. I can see the look yeah, on your face. I you did. didn't even need it. Whatever you got. I. That's true. But I fell for... Here's what I fell for. Cyber Monday extended into Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I actually bought some stuff online today. Without the discount. No, with the discount. Oh, they That's the new it. thing. Oh. That's the new thing the stores seem to be doing. Like some, so I bought a crib and a dresser. You did? Not on Cyber Monday. But, but isn't yeah. that stuff on your I feel like baby that, shower that, list? I feel like that's, those are such big ticket items that I, I don't want, I mean, I could put it on the registry, but I just feel more confident knowing that we just went out and got it. Like those are sort of, can be. Don't a, you have big ticket parents? Not that big ticket. Not hmm. really. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out whether my parents, how, how the size of the ticket of my parents. Mm. I feel like my parents are more, they're small ticket. Let them start a college f- fund for yeah. them. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Right. You can't start that early enough. I can tell you that. We started ours early and then we're like, oh, good. We got 20 grand in there. Let's live our lives. Who knew that wasn't going to cover four years of college for right. two kids? Yeah, I'm really bad with. I and the rest of my generation are really bad with planning for the future. Mm. Like I, and I don't know, you know what? I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I'm going to, I have a 401k that's just been sitting there from an old job. It's just sitting there not doing anything. And every single year that I go to get my taxes done, I, we have the conversation about how I should roll it into a something. Yeah. And I, I, think, and I yeah. And I haven't done it just cause I don't, just because every year I forget who he tells me to call 20 grand you got in there. No, it's much less than that. It's like 6000 or something. It literally will take you five minutes. It's so easy to do. They send you a form. It's a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. You roll it into that, and it, and you don't pay any taxes. Who is it that I call? Roth. You no. can just call Roth? No, I'm kidding. It's called a <laughs> Roth IRA. Yeah. No. I <sighs> Fidelity? Sure. He gives me a who, name well, of- Who handles your stocks? I don't have stocks. Oh. I'm not. I just have a bank account. I have stocks. You just have a bet, like no. Well, no, interest? I've, I've got my 401k, which is in stocks. Actually. Right. Well, who put, who buys the stocks? Oh, for that? um, Hartford. Then call Hartford. Okay. You got a guy over there? No. <laughs> I don't have shit. I mean, I'm sure I. Do. There's a number I can call. All right. The st- the the information about it, I feel like um, gets sent to my parents' house, and then my mom hands me a stack of mail. Like that's how much disconnected I am from it. I There's feel so like, little money in it. I feel like what's her name in um in uh, raising Arizona when she goes, "You didn't get the dip tat shot. You got to get the dip tat shots." <laughs> what's that actress's name? Not Holly Hunter. Um, 
She's married to Francis McDormand. Yes. Yeah. She's married to uh, one of the Cohen brothers. Maybe it's time with a baby coming this soon for That's me to get on I'm top saying. of this stuff. You gotta get, you gotta yeah. get that IRA account. <laughs> you gotta get the five twenty nine k account. But I feel like my guy, my tax guy, tells me to call someone else. I really could just send him an email and ask him again. It's just the embarrassment over like, you know that thing you keep telling every like the thing you've told me for four years. What is that thing again? I what? feel embarrassed asking uh, him that. You know. Right. Right. I feel like he you know said what? to call, there's some big, I feel like he said to call Fidelity maybe. Aren't you Jewish? Not real, not enough. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like, you know, I'll, my father was in the entertainment business, so he mm-hmm. worked for himself, and he was out of work a lot of years, and he had years where he made a lot. And so he was very hands-on about his money, and he taught me that, that if you're going to do this for a living, you got you to gotta be on it. You got to, you know, you got to know your shit. I am. Set up your accounts. I am very hands-on with it, and I do all the account, you know, handle the accounting for my show, and have always handled the accounting for my show, um, and am am on top of the bills and all that stuff. The thing I'm not on top of is this small amount of money sitting in a 401k that I never do anything with, and also actually like investing, because mm. um, I look at the stock market as gambling, kind of. Well, right now, here's what you want to do. Okay. You want to roll it over into an IRA, and then I want you to just buy an account that's called GLD, which is essentially putting all your holdings into gold. Gold is your hedge against the impending apocalypse. Gold goes up when things go bad. Okay. So you want to be in there right now. Maybe some bonds. Bonds stay strong when things go bad. And the reason to do this is because I'm not earning interest on my money that's in the bank. Right, and it's uh, in the uh, the Roth IRA. You can add, I think it's like five thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. into there, and that's tax deferred. Okay. So say you make say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you pay taxes on a hundred thousand. Well, now you're going to put five into the Roth. Right. You're going to pay taxes on ninety five thousand dollars. You know what? I am going to do this tomorrow, maybe soon <laughs> before the baby comes. Just do it tomorrow. I'm okay. telling you, it will take you, you will feel, it's one of those things that you just think about and it wears down on you and you just do it and you feel, feel fucking great. So much better. You go out and you buy a taco. Okay. Done. Thank you. Thank you, dad. Um, Justin Johnson says, I get really annoyed when I see punctu- when I see punctuation a space away from the last word in a sentence or question, especially from a smart person. I feel like I've done this. I feel like I put the question mark a space away from the last thing. And I feel like I had a reason, but I can't remember what it was. Maybe you weren't sure whether to ask the question. Maybe. Or maybe it was like someone's Twitter handle and I was afraid that if I put the question mark in there, it's not going to yeah. read as a Twitter. I know. I always wonder about yeah. that. That's the main reason I do it, I think. Well, I, you know, it is in the details, isn't it? Like, I really think in raising my kids... I I can put them ahead of 90% of the other of their peers by doing things that don't involve an Ivy League education mm-hmm. or any it, all it is is look people in the eye, have manners, don't send sloppy emails and texts. You know, offer to offer to collect the dishes when you're at, at somebody else's just little simple things. Thank you cards, are you a thank you card person? In a perfect world, I think that's a great idea too. So that means no. That's I, like I'm in a not, world, but it's one I'm of those things tomorrow. that fits into this category yeah, really okay. well. 
and you'll be ahead of 90% of the other people without really having to put yourself out right. that much. It's true. It is true. Rich Bryant says, Hostess calls McAllister, party of six, and my wife hopefully asks Bryant, party of four, like she misheard both every time. Here's what I love is when they give you like a uh, a dildo that vibrates in your pocket uh-huh. when your, your table's ready. Yeah. And it's so big, you can't put it in your pocket. It has to be like... You have to put it on a table and then you're moving around and then it buzzes and it's loud and you're embarrassed Mm -hmm. because it's yours. Yeah. You know, just call out the name. And it really, the the whole, the whole uh, dildo situation that you're talking about, it does create a lot of extra stress. Yeah. Because you're afraid of like, it's going to go off at any second. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Just call the name. You should play a game where you pass it around the whole time. Yes. And then whoever it goes off on has to pay the check. Ooh, I like that. Like a Chinese dildo drill. And then when I'm going to play this game, and when it goes off on your friend, look, everybody looks at them and goes, you just got fitz dogged. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. Now, are you suggesting like a fast passing it around, though? Well, you may want to go slow because you may think you it's like going off in five seconds. Right. So you hand it off slowly, then fast the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to go with your gut. Right. I mean, it's TGI Fridays. Anything could happen. And that's what Fitz dogged is. As you just got like, Fitz dogged. You just ruined your pillowcase with Rogaine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boinkity says, I have purposefully farted on a coworker as a practical joke. Not cool. <laughs> Wait, what is this game? Oh. <laughs> is it just me? Just me or everyone. Just me or everyone? Yeah. Oh. Well, you could also have an opinion, though, about it. Without a doubt. Um, I have, uh, I used to uh, drop a deuce when I worked on this one show. Mm -hmm. And then I would, I would text my friend. And our running thing was the other guy had to go into the bathroom stall and lock the door while the other guy counted to 30 while he was inside. So you'd leave it floating. What, where's the game of that? Well, then when he does it, then I have to go in and I have to stand in there for 30 seconds. So it's, okay. So the fun part is when the other guy has to do it. Right. You just count to 30 and laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the hope is that they'll die from the stench and from being that close to your... Well, they'll lose juice. their appetite. And it's I think right. it's, it's sort of like a, it's a big dick thing. It's like you're standing next to my <laughs> shit while I laugh at you. How it just did feels this, good. How did this start? Like the first, how did it come up the first, who agreed to it the first time? Well, the first time I had laid one that was so fucking long <laughs> and it snaked around itself. Yeah. It coiled. Okay. And I just couldn't believe that it was a continuous shit that was that. <laughs> so I called him in. I texted a picture and then I, and then I had him and this other <laughs> to guy. To admire come your in. handiwork. Right. Eric and Peter came in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just say right now is Eric Lederman was the guy. Which job was this? This was at Ellen. <laughs> Which was perfect. We were looking for things to be deviant. Right. And so uh, him and Peter Thompson would come in and they'd look <laughs> at it. And um, yeah, it was... Uh, was the top out of the water? Yes. I, I want like to say it was. So it was a bowl winder and it was breaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that Jeff can cut right through. He knows. Um. It's tough to pull off. Well, do you think when a shit is that long that it that is is it in your intestine in that shape 
or is it like a Play-Doh machine where it's all a big mm. gloop and then it gets shaped by your anus as it comes out? Yeah, I think it's all just in there as a pile and then it's the, the Play-Doh one, yeah. Allison? I think sometimes you can actually sort of see your colon impression on it. But if what you're talking, if it was just a smooth snake, yeah, then I think it's the the Play-Doh situation. I think if it's got some shape to it, like and mar- if it's marbled, yeah, then then you're seeing what it looked like inside you. I think. Well, sometimes when it's all made of pebbles, you know how they kind of yes, like all pebbly? pebbles stuck together. Yeah. Then I wonder, was each of those a chew and swallow? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think like was each. It's like am was I each little pebble a, a, a no no like a like it could have been a steak. Right. But you chewed it down and swallowed it, and then it started digesting in your colon into a ball. Right. By the time you chewed and swallowed the next piece of meat. I don't think so. I think the way the balls happen, I think that's from dehydration. That's mm. from like water getting sucked out of it. Like maybe it started as this hunk of clay we're talking about, and then it spent enough time in there and enough water got sucked out yeah. that it balled up. Do you realize this is a record for us? 90 minutes without, without talking I about know. shitting. Oh, it feels so good to be back. Crab chat. <laughs> uh, William Levi Walker, oh, again, says... More, Sounds like a serial killer. Really. More often, my car honks are delayed fuck yous rather than an instant, hey, watch out. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> I hate you. No, it is you. It's not everyone. That is, that's not why the horn is on the car. No. The car is a safety measure to try to get you out of an intersection when you're, when you're not paying attention. Right. To warn you that you're coming through an intersection, to tell you on a highway you're going too slow. It is not a punishment. Mm-mm. God, that makes me crazy. Yeah. Sorry, Levi. Oh, you're on a middle name basis with him? I, I, I don't respect him enough to use his first name, and I don't know him well enough to use my last his last name. Darla Dietz says, Now that Halloween is over, I just have a pile of reject cherry-flavored candy on my desk. Cherry's one go. of the... Really? Cherry's not the last to go for me. A grape grape-flavored candy would be the last to go. Mm. Can't do it. I mean, barring the disgusting flavors like bubblegum and stuff. Well, the problem is with cherry and grape, you just know there was no cherries or grapes used to make the product. Right. So it just makes you think about some some flavoring plant in Newark, New mm-hmm. Jersey. Brunswick, probably. Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah. Where there's just vats of purple goo. And I think, so, I remember watching this thing, some f- flavoring is made from like beaver butt glands or something. Really? Yeah. And when it says natural flavoring, that doesn't actually mean... Okay, I'm not 100% sure that what I'm saying is right. I'm pretty sure that when it says natural flavoring, that doesn't necessarily mean if it's grape flavored that there are grapes. It just means it's not a chemical flavoring. It could be like natural from a beaver. Right. So that's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Okay, and lastly, the wet bandits. I have no interest in super moons. Oh, the moon is slightly bigger. Wow, amazing. Oh, please. You got to remember the first cable, the first Netflix, the first any entertainment was the moon and the stars at night. We've moved way beyond that, though. 
I think we need to go back a little bit. I feel like I can appreciate the supermoon by looking at Instagram. <laughs> I agree with you. Like the most recent supermoon, there's not going to be another one that's like this till like 2030 something or 2050 something. And I thought I really should get outside and look at it, but I didn't. But I guess your point is, and, and I hear it, and this is what I like about our debates, mm-hmm. is that I have an opinion and then you disagree, and then you go back and agree, and then I go and I agree with your first opinion. I, I like that about us, too. I agree with you because... We're so principled. The only... <laughs> two good co- integrity. It's like codependent crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is you would really need to be out every night looking at the moon to appreciate that it's a different moon right. than it is on this particular night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like if you if you have sex with your wife and she uh, and she uses like uh, she puts on like a special negligee mm-hmm. and you and you have sex with her then it's not that special if you didn't also fuck her every night that week. Hmm. You gotta fuck your wife every night so that you to have appreciate the something. Negli- to, but but without the negligee. Yeah, without the negligee. Right. And then when she wears it, you'll really appreciate that negligee. Yeah. Do you guys have sex every night? Every night. I don't, for real? And and I'm home a lot of days. Uh-huh. You know, like I, I, I don't work during the day. So very often like the kids go to the kids go to school with my wife. I get up and have a bagel, a cup of coffee, she comes home, we throw down, always in a different room. Really? And then every night- the kids' rooms? No. Okay, good. And then every night before we go to sleep, we have sex. And then sometimes I'll wake up at like four in the morning to pee, I'll come back, and it's a standing invitation that we we have sex again. Do you wake her up first? I wish any of this was even remotely Okay, thank God, because I was like- I was going to ask the listeners, does, is anyone relating to this? I was just describing the opposite of our sex life. Okay. Oh, because... All right. <laughs> now, we have regular sex, but not like that. <laughs> there are people who probably do that. Oh, That's no, when it's amazing to me. I, I mean, it I just sounds it, exhausting. But you know what? It is... There are a number of things that will make you happy in life. And an orgasm is like this release of all kinds of chemicals. Mm -hmm. And it's really healthy for you physically, mentally, and it is, they say, the best thing for your marriage. To connect sexually as often as possible. You can also exercise every day. And it releases all kinds of chemicals. This is not what they tell women is the best thing for your marriage. Is that true? Well, I mean, no no one's going to say this is not the best thing. But like, I don't feel like this is a universal panacea for any marital problems. There's also like, like I feel like women are like, yeah, communication, spending time together, intimacy. But the physical intimacy can create yes. other intimacies in your life. Yes. It's like a jump start of intimacy. But it's, yeah, yes, exactly. But it's that thing where for men, intimacy grows out of sexual, in- I think emotional intimacy grows out of sexual intimacy. And for women, Sexual intimacy grows out of emotional intimacy, usually. But the problem is, if a woman holds out for the emotional in, in, in intimacy before she gives up the the sexual the intimacy, it's a fucking game, and it's destructive. 
And it needs to, you, I think you right. got to put the physical before the emotional because then you'll both get there. It can, yes. I'm, I don't disagree with you. It can be hard if you're not feeling it. Well, I'm not saying don't do it when you're not feeling it. I'm just saying don't use right. sexual intimacy as some kind of a, a treat for completion of emotional intimacy. Right. Except, and maybe there are women out there who actually do that. But I think more often it's just like, I feel disconnected from you. We need to get like set this straight and I don't feel super sexual until we like connect you know on a Right, I agree with level. you. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're, once again we're doing it. <laughs> I wonder if there's anything we truly disagree about. <laughs> Well, I think that we both are people that see the other side of things. Yes, um, I'm to a not, fault. <laughs> but I'm not one of those comedians that goes on stage and screams and yells about this is the way it is. Right. You know, I, I may, I may sound off that way, like on a podcast or a comedy, but I don't mean it, mm. and I go back on it instantly. I wish I was somebody who just had a full set of opinions locked yeah. down. Especially doing what we do. I mean, we, you and I both know a fair amount of people who like that's their that's their shtick is listen to all my opinions. I have so many of them, and they're on the radio, they're on podcasts, and people do respond to that. It's just people love it because, but it's most not, people yeah. don't have set opinions and they want them, and so right. they like to listen to somebody who does. And God bless those people; they have them. They really feel it. You know, they consistently feel the same way. I'm all over the place. Yeah, me too. And I'm and I'm. And you and I are both very open to hearing the compelling argument for the other opinion. We're so great. We're amazing. (laughs) We're so wonderful. We're like prisms of understanding. We're beyond everyone else. Greg Fitzsimmons, it was so nice having you back on the show, on this non-political show. Non-political. We only slipped for a second there. I know. And we're back. Um, Can I... uh... Can I spit, spit some dates out? Please do. Hang on one second. Oh, I always jump the... It's, always, no, it's okay, I, I though. I desperate. No, no. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Oh, so you get in your... Follow the show's Twitter. Yeah, because they're going to... They're, I mean, they're, turn, they're rushing to turn it off right, right. now. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Greg. Regale us. My name's Greg Fitzsimmons, and I will be coming to your... Wait, when does this air? Monday. Uh, I will be uh, coming to you in Boston this week. My One of my favorite clubs in the country, Laugh Boston, December 8th through the 10th, New Year's Eve at Cobb's Comedy Club. That is in San Francisco, California. And then I got other dates coming up this winter. If you want to go to fitzdog.com, I'm kind of coming to Tacoma and um, I don't know, a bunch of places like that. Cap City in Austin, Florida. Fort Lauderdale, Vermont, uh, and Fitzdog.com is the podcast. Fitzdog I mean, Radio. Fitzdog Radio is the <laughs> Jesus Christ. But if they want to find it, they can just go to gregfitzsimmons.com, right? Yes. Perfect. And your Fitz, what's your Twitter? At Greg Fitz Show. Excellent. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know and Rose and Show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Alice and Rose is your new baby.
best friend.